Hello, you're very welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Yorkshire Photo Walks podcast. This is photography ramblings through God's own county with me, Tom, the flat-capped photographer. If you're new here, then you're very welcome. And if you are listening again after the first season, then you're very welcome back. I suppose I ought to give you a little bit of a rundown of what this is all about. Over the next few episodes, however many there may be, as this is completely unplanned and unscripted, I'll be going out on photo walks in unique and inspirational Yorkshire locations to describe to you how, what and why I'm photographing what I'm photographing. Hopefully that will give you a chance to maybe improve your own photography skills or maybe even entertain you a little bit, dare I say. So whether you're sunbathing in the garden, washing the dog, doing your ironing or driving from A to B, then sit back, relax and enjoy a bit of photography ramblings as we venture out into the wilds of the greatest county on earth, not that I'm biased in any way. This podcast is brought to you by Yorkshire Photo Walks. We provide expert photography tuition and photography experiences on short walks through unique and inspirational Yorkshire locations. With groups limited to just six participants, you get the best of all worlds. With ample one-to-one time with the tutor, time for yourself to go off and get the photographs that you want. And that social time as well, to meet up with like-minded people and put the world of photography to rights. It's not necessarily the size of your lens that matters, it's the size of your enthusiasm about photography. So if you'd like to join me on a photo walk in amazing locations across the county, then check out yorkshirephotowalks.com for our latest schedule of photo walks. So without further ado, I suppose it's time to put our best foot forward and get cracking with Season 2, Episode 1 of the Yorkshire Photo Walks podcast. Join me on a day that can be best described as a traditional pea super. It's very foggy indeed. I'm currently stood in a woodland in between Settle and Horton in Ribblesdale in the Yorkshire Dales. Not that you'd know it because I can hardly see anything in front of my face. Already if you're new here you're thinking, blimey this really is unplanned isn't it Tom? Yes it is. But it is actually quite beautiful and atmospheric. But I have to say, it's not necessarily the landscape around here that I've come to photograph today. We're going to make our way down through this wood towards Langcliffe Hoffman Lime Kiln, which is a, a huge stone structure that was built in 17 something or other. I'll put the correct date in the show notes, which you'll be able to find at yorkshirephotowalks.com forward slash podcasts. On there you'll also be able to see the photographs that I take on these photo walks so you're not just relying on me rambling and describing them to the best of my ability.
I'll provide you with a little bit more information about the lime kiln when we actually get there. And maybe there'll be an information board for me to actually pluck the correct date off rather than randomly generated one myself. Now whether you're listening to this for the first time or you're coming back from the previous season, I've got some new recording equipment which is rather quite exciting. I've mainly got it to record my YouTube videos. Plug for the channel there, Yorkshire Photo Walks on YouTube. Subscribe if you're not there already. But it's got this wind baffling device that's in the business known as a dead cat. And I'm reliably informed that it baffles the wind noise so it doesn't affect your audio. So that's good. If I get flatulence on these photo walks, you won't hear it, which is a win-win for all of us. So I suppose we ought to make our way down through this little area of woodland here towards the lime kiln. And I'll explain exactly what we're doing here in a moment. Now along with my trusty camera equipment in my kit bag today, I'm also carrying a few extra little things which may intrigue you very slightly. As well as some light bulbs on ropes and some fairy lights, I've also got a kitchen whisk. All obviously imperative things that all photographers should carry around with them on any day that they're out and about taking photographs. The reason that we're here at Langcliffe Hoffman Lime Kiln today is hopefully going to explain those strange things that I've got in my kit bag. We're actually going to be doing some light painting. The structure of the kiln itself is sort of a, an oval racetrack sort of shape, which is all covered in these stone, well no, not stone, brick-built arches. And along each side of the kiln there's these little entrance doorways which provide a little bit of light but not a huge amount. But it makes it a fantastic atmospheric place to throw some lights around, which is what I fully intend to do. Oh dear, we're coming up to a stream here. It's a good job I've got my Wellington boots on today. Oh, there's a little stone bridge. How very convenient. Here we go. Tiptoe across. There's no handrails or anything, so if you hear a splash, then uh, please call out a search party. Oh, a bit of a style to split me difference on. There we go. I'm down. Oh, and a rocky escarpment as well. I haven't even started taking pictures yet and I'm already nearly coming a cropper. Ah, brilliant. I can see the archways are lining the side of the kiln as we speak. Fantastic. I remember one being seriously injured, but there was one or two people doing that with the rock face. That was just their job. Compressed air. They had compressed air pipes all the way up the rock face that they could couple up to for the water.
So I've not only found an information board, I've found an information audio thing as well, which is perfect for podcasting, although a little bit macabre. Here we go. It says this massive kiln was built in 1873. So there we go. We've got a date for it. Fantastic. It was actually used to smelt limestone, which is really abundant in this area. And basically what that means is they used to burn the limestone and it used to produce lime, uh, which is very fertile. So the farmers in the area used to spread it on their fields to bring them to life. With the fog around and the trees in their skeletal winter form, it really is quite a an impressive place. I'm going to wander around to the other side and see if we can find an entrance. Because I can feel that wire wall in my kitchen whisk already starting to burn a hole in my bag. You join me, ladies and gentlemen, wielding a toy plastic lightsaber. But you didn't think I'd be saying that, did you? As you may be able to hear, my voice is a bit echoey now. We're inside the lime kiln, and this is the first chance I've got to record and not hear voices echoing around me. Now, this place isn't the busiest place in the world, but it obviously is when I want to do some recording by myself. So I've managed to get my tripod set up and the camera on top of it. And I've got my camera settings set at time mode, which is a Nikon thing mainly. I think some of the camera brands have it, but most other cameras, if you don't have a Nikon, will have a bulb mode, which is perfect for doing light painting photos like the ones that I'm attempting to produce today. So with the shutter speed set on time, I've got my aperture set on f8 because the light that I'm using in terms of this lightsaber thing isn't that bright, so I need a little bit more light coming in through the lens. Having said that, I've still got my ISO right down at 100 because I want the best quality and to be honest, I'd rather have more quality in my photographs and achy arms after wielding this lightsaber than noisy photographs and an arm that actually feels okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go for, I'm just going to press the button because what time mode does is it allows you to press the shutter button once to open the shutter and press it again to close it, which is perfect when I'm on my own in a lime kiln to just press it once go and do the light painting myself, then come back to my camera, press it again to stop it, and I know that whatever I've done, my performance in front of the lens with the light will have all recorded on the camera's sensor. So let's give it a go. Oh, that first effort's not looking bad at all. There's some nice colourful light emanating around the edges of the lime kiln. 
and you can still see the light in the distance coming in from outside which is drawing your eye down a little bit of a vortex which I really quite like. I might give that another go but try and paint a little bit closer to the camera so the lighting effect fills the frame rather than just being in the middle but so far so good. I suppose I ought to explain exactly what this lightsaber does, uh, especially if you haven't got access to the show notes page straight away and can't necessarily see the photographs that I'm taking. But it has various different settings on it. There's a, a flashing setting where it flashes different colours. And then there's sort of a, I don't want to call it a mood setting, what do you call it? Where it just sort of fades from one colour to another in a nice fluid motion. And that tends to be the best one for light painting because it changes colour as you move it around. So you get these wavy patterns of coloured light emanating through the scene. I think emanating is going to be my word of the day today. I've used it a few times so far, haven't I? Anyway, this second photograph that I've taken is much better. I've got so much more light coming into the frame. It's filling the frame. I've still got that vortex of light going down the middle of the photograph to draw your eye, to create that depth that I want to create. And yeah, I'm really pleased with that. I don't think I need to go very much further with that one. I think I've achieved what I aim to achieve. Smashing. Now, if you thought a lightsaber was weird, then wait until I get my light bulb on a rope out, because that's coming up next. The brilliant thing about these light bulbs on ropes is that they're battery powered, so we can use them for as long as the batteries last, uh, as most battery powered products usually do. And it's also got this string or rope on the end of it, so I can spin it around. And that creates this wonderful sort of vortex effect. Now, this one is slightly brighter than the lightsaber, so I'm going to have to adjust my settings on the camera accordingly. I'm still going to have the time mode because I want that time so I know that my effect that I'm painting is going to all happen in front of the camera. And I'm leaving my ISO on 100 because I tend to like to do that because, as I said earlier on, I've got the amount of time that I need to be able to expose the shot, so therefore quality must always come first. But this time I'm going to move my aperture setting up to f11, because, as I say, the light's brighter, so I'm closing that aperture down to allow for less light to come in, but still for the lighting effect to look okay and not blow out, because... Who likes a blown-out highlight? Definitely not me. So let's give that one a go. Ah, bang on, first time. Look at that. That's absolutely fantastic. I'll have a bit of that. So I've got the, the light absolutely slap-bang in the middle, which is what I was aiming for, and the spiral around is looking very even as well. Now, the danger is that I take this photograph and I think, oh, let's jazz it up a bit and do something different. I guarantee I'll take another photograph, won't like it as much, and refer back to this one. But it's not going to stop me doing it. Yep, just as I expected. For this one, I decided to go from side to side in a bit of a zigzag motion to see what that would do. And to be honest, it looks like a car crash. It looks really messy, the light's going off everywhere. I don't like it as a photograph at all, but 
What did I say? I knew I was going to refer back to the other one because it's so much better. I much like a, I much like, I much prefer a cleaner photograph, as most people do, I think. So that one vortex going straight down the middle is much more pleasing to my eye. So let's stick with that and forget the other one ever existed. Although it'll be on the show notes page for everybody to see. So maybe we can say it exists, but let it be said that I've noted down on this podcast, you've heard me say it, that I like the first one better. I realise doing this that this must sound really weird to you because I'm going off doing these painting things, not necessarily recording whilst I'm doing it and then explaining to you what I've photographed when I come back, but it's going to sound like it's coming thick and fast, whereas each of these lighting effects can take upwards of a minute. So that just puts it into perspective what I'm doing and uh, how weird it must sound for you one after the other. Anyway, we're moving up to the big guns now. We've had the light bulb on a rope. We've had the plastic toy lightsaber. Uh, I think it's about time that we got the fairy lights out. No, it's not Christmas. That's already been and gone. Or depending on when you're listening to this, it might be a few days away. You don't know. So it might be really festive for you. But for me, it's early February. So uh, Christmas has well and truly gone out the window. But yet I've still got my fairy lights with me. So let's give those a go and see what we can come up with. As I haven't heard voices for a while, I'm going to try something radical here. Instead of taking the photograph and then coming back and recording afterwards to describe what I've done, I'm actually going to try this in real time so you can experience, albeit audio, the experience of making a fantastic light-painted photograph. So here we go. Now again, I'm going to tone down the aperture ever so slightly here, back to f8, because again, the the painting that we'll get from these fairy lights isn't that uh, bright. So I'm going to rummage around in my Tesco bag. All photographers should have one of these, and uh, try and reef out. Blimey, they're stuck under all sorts in here. What else have I got in here? Oh, I forgot I've got those uh, red shoelacy type things. To be honest, they're a bit rubbish, so I won't be recording about those. Oh, here we go. Fairy lights. Bingo. Right, I'm just going to refer back to my camera screen just to make make sure everything's set up. We've got time mode. Check. We've got F8. Check. And we've got ISO 100. So I'm going to set the camera going. Let it focus. Believe it or not, because I've just got that slight bit of light at the end of the tunnel... But let's face it, we all have to cling on to sometimes. I'm going to, uh, yeah, auto-focus because it's latching onto that light, which is excellent. And I'm going to see what these uh, fairy lights do. I'm just going to stretch them out a bit because they've become a bit entangled in my Tesco bag. There we go. They're powered by a battery pack, as you've probably guessed, because... Who's going to find some mains electricity in the middle of the Yorkshire Dales in a lime kiln? So, uh, I'm going to start exposing now. I'm going to wander into the scene. Now, because I'm moving around, it's not going to necessarily show me actually 
in the photograph. So it should just show the lights. So I'm going to stretch these out. I'm just going to start twirling them around maniacally. Oh, there's a flashing setting. I wasn't expecting that. Ah, there we go. They're fully on now. So I'm just going to move them around. Oh, blimey, that's weird sensation looking at this. Ooh. So I'm moving them around, twirling them in a spiral and moving towards the camera and across the lime kiln as I do so. So the little maybe taps that you can hear if I shut up uh, are the lights actually touching the wall of the kiln. I'm nearly at my camera now, so I'm uh, just going to elegantly slope off to one side. There we go. And stop the exposure. Look back at the picture. Oh, blimey. I think that's too bright. I suppose the beauty from your perspective of having the show notes page where you can actually see the photographs that I take is that you can see my mistakes, which all photographers make. Don't necessarily think if you're just starting out as a photographer that you're going to get it right as soon as you pick up the camera. And don't be disappointed if you don't get it right, because one of the fun things about photography, I always think, is playing around and experimenting. And that's exactly what I'm enjoying doing here in the Lion Kiln today. So that last shot that I took was pretty much overexposed. There's a lot of light going on. And to be honest, it looks like another car crash. So what I might do is instead of moving from side to side, I might do a little other vortex effect where I go back out with my fairy lights, twirl them round and just walk straight towards the camera. So it's not flashing around absolutely everywhere. So let's give that a go. Still the same, oh no, wait, no. <laughs> no, definitely not the same settings. What I'm going to do is... Uh, crank that aperture up again so let's go for f13 so hopefully what that should have the effect of doing is let less light in uh, so it doesn't overexpose the lighting effect that i'm trying to do nearly came a cropper again then forgetting to change my settings right it's exposing i'll venture out once again into the darkness it is actually amazing how quickly your eyes get used to the darkness I can actually see where I'm walking now. You watch, I'll trip up in a minute. Right, I'm as far as away from my camera as I want to be now, so let's uh, stretch out these lights again, switch them on. Remember that there's a flashing setting. There we go, bypass that, and we're off. So here we go, I'm just going to walk straight towards the camera in a direct fashion as much as I possibly can, twirling my lights as I go. elegantly slip off to one side switch the lights off as they get entangled around my wrist and my finger stop the exposure let's see what that's come out like Ooh, that's much better although because i went off to one side at the end i've got this sort of weird effect so what i might do is try that again and just before i get to my camera i'll switch the light off and hopefully that should give us a pristine spiral colourful effect. I should have mentioned earlier that these are multicoloured fairy lights, but I didn't. But now you know. Now I didn't record that last one, so you join me 
now slightly further in the future through the magic of podcasting and uh, I'm looking back at not just one but three or four attempts that I had at that one would have been tedious recording all of those wouldn't it in the end I decided to just open my aperture ever so slightly a bit more just because I found that the lights were trailing off and into the darkness a little bit so uh, I went in the end with f10 and that seems to look quite okay there's still a few discrepancies in terms of the spiral it's not absolutely perfect but I'm a great advocate of the phrase if at first you don't succeed then give up which probably isn't the best attitude as a photographer or a photography tutor for that matter maybe I should uh, up my game a little bit but uh, there we go Right, we're moving up to the big stuff now. The hard stuff, let's say. It's about time that we got my whisk, wire wool and a firelighter out. What this effect will hopefully do, I've not tried it just yet, is produce sparks that are going to fly out. So it's a bit like what we've been doing so far with the fairy lights and the light bulb on a rope. But instead of light being emitted from these LEDs, we're going to have light emitted by fire. So as we light the wire wall, it's going to spin round, spark off and create these wonderful effects, hopefully. So uh, again, I'm going to just talk you through this as I'm doing it, seeing as uh, once again, voiceless and echoless in the lime kiln at the moment. So I've got my uh, bit of wire wool here. In fact, I've got quite a lot of wire wool. Why I bought so much, I don't know. Now, I don't think I'm going to need a lot because if you pack it really full, then it's not going to catch fire because you haven't got the little strands at either edge. Blimey, I know how to entertain you, don't I? Recording whilst I uh, pull some wire wool apart. You won't get this from any other podcast. Very much unique here at Yorkshire Photo Walks. Ah, now I've realise that I've put my fairy lights on top of everything else in my bag so bear with me whilst I rummage around ah here we go Ooh, I'm stuck to it now fantastic right so I think the trick is that if you wake, wake this wire wall up I'm not going to do that you can still sleep now if you uh, just pull it apart ever so slightly just so we get as much surface area for the, the lighting as we possibly can. And then shove that in the middle of the wire, in the wire whisk. Yeah, it is a wire whisk. Wire wool, wire whisk. If you're going to try it, I probably should say don't try this at home, should I? But I'm irresponsible, so I'm going to get you to try and do it. But if you do do it, don't use a plastic whisk, use a metal one. Sounds like I've chalking that up to experience, doesn't it? But no, I've not used a plastic whisk. I'm not that much of an idiot, even though I may sound it. Right, where's my other lighter? Because I don't think this one's working now. I think I've used all the... Oh, no, it is fantastic. Right, uh, let's set this camera up then accordingly. This is going to be very bright indeed. So uh, F10 definitely won't cut it. Let's do F16, which is as closed down as this lens that I've got on my camera will go. I haven't talked about my camera equipment yet, have I? I've been so excited about uh, making these pictures. I'm using a Nikon Z6. I know, very old-fashioned these days. 
but it does what I need it to do. And on it, I've got my 28mm 2.8 prime lens, which uh, is doing a, a smashing job so far. It gets the whole atmosphere of the kiln rather than just a bit. It means that I can walk right up to my camera doing these lighting effects. Maybe not with the whisk on fire, though, because that could end in disaster. So, time mode. F16, ISO 100. Let's start exposing it and wander into the darkness once more. This is the exciting bit. Right, so... Again, I'm going to try that vortex effect sort of thing. Let's see if we can fire this up. Pun intended, absolutely. It's lighting bits, but not others. Go on. Alright, let's start spinning it round now. Yep, it's starting to work. Brilliant. I might be cutting off the blood supply to my finger, but... Ow! <laughs> I might have to uh, try that again. I'll just have a look at what I've got on that first attempt. Don't think it's going to be very much up to much. I've got something. Nowhere near good enough. In fact, that's probably not even good enough to make the show notes page. I don't want to show myself up too much. But I think with a bit of practice, it might work. I'm making my way up the kiln again to give this another shot. I've put a little bit more wire wool in the whisk and tried to space it out as much as I possibly can. Let's see if this works this time. I'm also going to try to not cut off the blood supply to my uh, fingers. That was really quite painful before. Ah, now we might be cooking on gas, quite literally. Oh no, we're not. It's not worked again. Ah, now that's got a bit of life to it. Ah, this is the one. That's working much better. Trying my best not to singe anything. There we go. Ooh, it's all twirled around my lighter. Let's not set that off because the whole place could go up. Let's see what this looks like. Ah, that's more like it. That's fantastic. Let's just have I've got the focus right. Yes, spot on. Brilliant. Really happy with that. I might try a few more of those just because it's very exciting to do. Maybe not necessarily very exciting to listen to. So I'll do a few more exposures and you can see them on the show notes page. But... All looking good so far. Ah, I'm back out of the lime kiln now. Once again I heard voices echoing down through the kiln so I decided it was probably about time to scarper. I tried a few more of those shots with the wire wall and the whisk and I think a few of them came out. I'll let you be the judge of that on the show notes page at yorkshirephotowalks.com forward slash podcasts. 
I think all in all, despite nearly burning myself a few times and cutting off the blood supply to my fingers, it's been a reasonably successful day today. I feel like I've got some shots that I can be pleased with. Again, it's all about playing and experimenting with different things. You don't necessarily have to set out with a clear goal. You don't have to necessarily set out having a clue what you're doing. I think just playing around and getting to grips with different settings and different ways of doing things can be all part of the fun of photography. And as I've probably said a few times during this podcast today, don't necessarily worry if you're not getting it right all the time. As you'll see from my photographs that I've taken today, I definitely haven't got it right all the time. But the ones that I have got right, I'm really pleased with. So that's all part of the fun and worth the effort of making it out here and enjoying a dark lime kiln in the fog. So as that fog continues to wrap itself around me, and with the ominous call of jackdaws echoing around the cliff faces in the background, I think that's probably an apt point to bring this first episode of season two of the Yorkshire Photo Walks podcast to a close. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've got something out of this podcast, other than that I'm a bit of a weirdo and I like to talk a lot. And if you have enjoyed it, then join me again for episode two, which should be dropping in the not-too-distant future. And if you did miss out on season one and you'd like to catch up, then all of those podcasts are on the show notes page at yorkshirephotowalks.com forward slash podcasts. And don't forget to check out yorkshirephotowalks.com for our latest schedule of photo walks. I'd love to join you on a photo walk in the Yorkshire countryside or wherever it might be in the not too distant future so enjoy the rest of your day whatever it is that you're doing and i hope to speak to you again very soon